Hey, Sarasota, it's Bob. So it's been a wonderful grind over the past 18 months. We've had some fabulous guests. We've produced over 150 episodes. and We've had over 10,000 listens from you wonderful folks in the greater Sarasota area. It's been a lot of fun, but also it's been a lot of work. And so we've decided to take a little bit of a break until this fall. When you check out other podcasts, you're going to see that most put out a new episode only once a week. We put out two, so of course that means there's twice the work. A lot of show notes, scheduling, guests, editing, etc., etc., etc. So we've decided to take a little break for the rest of the summer and we will resume this fall. And we'll let you know. But before I sign off, can you do me a little favor? Reach out to us via Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Drop us a little note. I'd like to know more about what you want to hear when we resume in the next couple of weeks. That'd be a big help because without you, dear listener, we would not exist. As always, thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful summer, and we'll be back soon where you can listen, learn, and connect. Good morning, Sarasota. This is the Sarasota Stories Podcast. Some studies show that only death of a loved one and divorce are more stressful than moving to a new home, but these studies focus on adults and not children. One talented local realtor and mother saw this problem and decided to write a children's book to deal with this very real problem. Hi, I'm your host, Bob Williams, and I'm very pleased to welcome Elena Nicholas of Living Vogue Real Estate. In this episode, you'll hear one thing most people don't know about Elena, what she wished everyone knew about being a realtor, what she sees in the market right now, where the idea for writing a children's book came from, where you can reach Elena for your real estate needs, and much, much more. Thank you for listening in today, as it is my hope you will listen, learn, but most importantly, connect. Elena Nicholas, brand ambassador and realtor at Living Vogue Real Estate. Welcome to the Sarasota Stories Podcast. Thanks for having me, Bob. I'm glad to be here. Well, it's a pleasure to have you on. I always enjoy talking about real estate because it's such a huge industry here in Sarasota. It's a very dynamic industry. And I am curious to find out from a younger person about the market, what you're seeing. We want to hear all about that. We also are going to talk about a book you wrote recently, which I thought was brilliant, about helping children when they go to move but before we get into all that, I get to ask you my favorite question, which is, what's one thing most people don't know about Elena Nicholas? That I am born and raised in Sarasota. I talk to a ton of people and they are shocked every time I say it. I, I mean, it doesn't feel like it would be a shocker, but people are always like, oh, a Sarasota native. So um, I was born right here in Sarasota. Family came in 1948 and we've just been here ever since. So... Well, that's great. Well, so you have been through all of the changes that you've seen here in your life. And are these good changes or bad changes? Um, I think change is always good, but it's a little, be, growing up here, it's a little sad, plays on my inner child. Like, oh, you know, you just miss certain things. Uh, it was more a quieter uh, community. So now that it's busy and active, it's great too, but I just miss how it was when I was younger and, you know, 
You're you're no, you're you're young. I thought you'd want a, a bigger, more dynamic city around here. All of us uh, Yankees from up north keep coming down here and uh, ruining it for you. Yeah, no, I I, I really <laughs> enjoy the small the small town type. So, but it's still nice. I I enjoyed it. I, I guess it's great. Change is good. Well, I've been coming down here since 1980, so as a snowbird, so I've seen a lot of these changes too. But it's really—I tell you what—Sarasota definitely has its wind in the back, has the the wind in our sails right now. So, well, let's let's get a little bit into uh, about you, and then we're going to get into real estate. Did you have any mentors or role models when you were growing up that maybe industry-wise, or that you just kind of you know patterned your life after? So I did have a few uh, mentors. My grandma ha- and my parents have been big in my life, but as far as industry mentors, um, Marsha Haygood, um, who lives in Sarasota, she has been a big, big source of um, knowledge for me just in life in general and has helped me to grow. Uh, Oliver Geyser, which is, he's a realtor actually here at Realist uh, Living Vogue, and he has just he's a wealth of knowledge as well. He's been in the industry for a long time and he sells a lot of things here in Sarasota. Um, and just my, my brokerage has been, uh, really pertinent in my growth as a realtor and what I'm doing here in real estate. So yeah, I have had great people. That's, that's, that's wonderful. I mean, parents can take you so far. I have three grown daughters and I always used to say to them, I said, find one or two friends or a couple of folks are a little bit older than you as you can turn to and uh, you can tell them your problems and be rock bottom honest with and and vice versa and because uh, you know mom and dad are mom and dad so right. but they, yep. but yeah well that's great well so, so you mentioned you you mentioned your role model in real estate let's get into that a little bit so what do you wish now you've been a real estate you've been a realtor for how long now uh, about two and a half years. October will make three years. Okay, so. good for good, 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 good. Well, so what do you wish everybody knew about being a realtor in Sarasota? It's easy, right? <laughs> it is not easy, uh, but you know, realtors, these guys, they make it. You know, especially the ones that are before me, they make it look really, really easy. Um, I had a little dabble in real estate before I got into it. Um, you know, they say people that get in real estate they won't last a year, or you know, those sorts of things. There's eight thousand realtors. Um, around. And so, wow, you know, it's really, it's a really hard career to, you know, sustain. It's easy to get into, but a little bit harder to sustain. Um, so I think that people are under the assumption that it's easy, but um, it's not, it's more, you know, you have to really grind in real estate and really put your foot to the ground and also be willing to learn and, you know, soak up all that you can. And I'm grateful to have had people that allow me to do that. So I'm still here. That's great. That's great. With so many realtors, how do you get traction? I mean, people use, I mean, of course, there's social media that so many realtors use today. You have your YouTube channels and your Instagram and Facebook. I mean, I I use a number of those, of course, because that's the world that we're in. But how do you really get the listings and kind of get, you know, just get the appointments with people that are ready to buy or ready to sell? Um, Honestly, for me, staying in my own lane, I kind of keep blinders on in real estate as far as it goes. Like, I'm not trying to be like this real estate agent. Um, I just want to outdo myself every single day. Like, Elena, are you doing better than you did yesterday? And try to create my own lane 
um, in real estate. I, I'm an entrepreneur before I got into real estate fully. And so I'm, I love the creative part. So I'm, I kind of just fit in in my own lane and just stay there and work on what I'm doing. And, you know, that, that, that's the, that's the key to creating your own lane in real estate. If you're doing what everybody else is, then you don't stand out. So my, what has worked in my business is to do things that set you apart, that stand out, that's creative, um, being disruptive, which is. Well, you have a very, very well developed Instagram account there. You have a lot of material on there. So I can see where people want to know more about you and the, the inventory that you all have and the listings and that sort of jazz. And of course on your site as well, I, I can see where that's very well developed and people can find out more about you. But then why, why did you choose Living Vogue Real Estate? Because um, there's a lot of different agencies in town and some that are, you know, more, you know, really well established, I guess, or at least I should say the older names or whatnot. Maybe that's the reason why you didn't want to go with them. But because Living Vogue is a happening, it looks like it's a happening real estate agency. We are happening over here at uh, Living Vogue, but I... I just I chose Living Vogue because of what I just said uh, about it being different, about you know making change. Living Vogue is very disruptive in that old way of doing real estate, and not in a bad way. But you know, a lot of people are getting into real estate younger, and you know, um, they people are finding new ways to do business. And Living Vogue kind of represented a brand of luxury, but open to everyone. So they have a luxury brand, but they represent all types of um, clientele. And, you know, they believe that, you know, if you, you can be yourself in real estate, you don't have to always wear a suit and tie in order to be successful at business. You can just be absolutely yourself. And I love that about um, this brokerage. It has allowed me to be myself and not, um, kind of cower into or feel intimidated in real estate, whereas, you know, I may not fit in because uh, I, I, I don't always, you know, wear a suit and tie or heels. I mean, I'm not walking in flip flops selling houses, <laughs> but um, it's definitely a brokerage that gives you more relaxed and open invitation to be yourself in business. And I can appreciate that. Well, it's interesting when you go to your all's website, you're definitely a hip group of uh, realtors. There's no doubt about that. So I think, uh, what is it, the founder, Mark uh, Copens and whatnot, he, I, I, think he's, I think he's done a, a great job of positioning you guys differently. And I think you fit into that very nicely. So it, it's, it's, inter- I, it's, just, it's interesting to see a different twist or a different brand establish itself kind of in a older, more stoic or stale market. Okay. The real estate market is not stale, but I mean, just, just the old traditional brands that you saw that you see out there. And so you guys are, look like you're making your own, like you're making your own way and making, you know, getting your own, uh, your own territory out there. For sure. Yeah. Mark does, Mark and Jamie do an amazing job of, um, keeping us professional, but disruptive at the same time. And, their, their stance and where they have positioned the brokerage is an amazing. And I can't wait to see what else they do with the brand and the business. And yeah, I think Living Vogue is the new way of doing real estate. Good, one, good, good. So. Well, what, 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 let's dig in that a little bit differently. I mean, because there's image and are there any, I don't know, techniques or whatnot that because you still got to get kind of like the face to face 
you know, with mm-hmm. clients. I mean, you can draw them in with technology, but you got to get face to face and you have to do you know, something that's different, something disruptive. So, so talk a little bit about that, what you have seen. So as far as getting face to face, like we are, our locations are stationed in one UTC mall and the other right here on Main Street downtown. So there is always opportunity to get face to face. And because we are so different and because the brokerage provides, um, you know, a different set of, you know, eyes in real estate, so to speak, people, you know, come in. So you get all types of different clientele that come in and there's tons of opportunity to get face-to-face with um, clients because just because of where the locations of the brokerages are. Well, I- I'm sure how you all have positioned yourself attracts a certain type of client as well. Yeah. Well, we got, we have all types of clients. I mean, um, very luxury clients, but we, we, that's, that's the thing about Living Roach. If you look at probably the portfolio of clients and houses, we have a wide range of uh, market there mm. of different type of clientele. Um, you know, there's people that Mark has a $22 million listing. So there's people that, you know, all the way down to, you know, $200,000 homes. So living Vogue is for everybody. Interesting. Interesting. Well, so let's talk a little bit about the market uh, right now and the clients that you're talking with and with your associates, what's happening in the housing market uh, right now? Right now, you know, the housing market is a little strange. I'm it's coming back to more of a normal pace. You know, we were just coming out of that market with all those bids and overpriced homes. So things are still, you know, different from probably what a typical real estate market would look like. But things are um normaling up, you know, prices are coming down, interest rates are still climbing high. I think this week it um I'm not sure what the percentage was, but I think we're like six and a quarter, maybe a little more above that. But yeah, prices coming down. It's still a seller's market. It's not quite into a buyer's market, but people are still buying. I hear, you know, Sarasota is recession proof. So people are still buying. People are still coming here. Most of my clientele that I'm seeing, they are coming from um, Jersey, New York, California. So people are still moving here. Um, I think we were at over a thousand people a day are moving to this area. So Yes, they are. It has been for for quite a while since I've been down here because I, you know, I hop on Zillow or whatever and just kind of curious about what's happening. Several homes selling in my neighborhood as well. But I there, actually, there's there's one home in our neighborhood that I think is really still overpriced. But we'll see. I mean, you know, when you take it down to square footage, but we'll see yeah, whether they sell it or not. <laughs> the sellers are hanging on um, to that. They are, where, oh, but. And, you know, every now and then you'll get a buyer that will meet them there. So, you know, it's not, you know, houses are definitely staying on the market longer than they were. They are. They are. Well, so so share with our listeners, what's your favorite story to date about helping a client find a home? There's, I have really, really great stories. There's so many, but um, my most recent story, I had um, a couple they thought I, I I love first time homebuyers, like just the excitement that I and I've done all types of properties, all types of price ranges. But the first time homebuyer is near and dear to my heart because when they get the 
when they get walk through those doors of their first time buying a home is just amazing. But I had a couple that um, they came to me. It was like, Elena, there's no way we can buy this, this, and this. We, you know, and they were um, a little. They were in their mid fifties, never owned a home, but they worked so hard. And they just sat down in our office, and she was just talking to me. And this was in November. She's like, Elena, I don't think it's gonna happen. And I said, I think that it is. And I have a program called like Coach to Close. So it's more of home buying to me is about mindset. So if you can change your mindset, you can change your address. And Mm. so a lot of those first time home buyers, I have to coach their mind into being able to, you know, take on home buying. And I did that with this couple and they came to me in November and we closed in March and they have just been so grateful and their children. uh, It's just an amazing feeling um, seeing them be able to obtain home ownership in that way. So, so what I hear you saying is is typically then the first time home buyer, they're coming from a rental background. They're Mm -hmm. buying their first home and there's, I'm sure that, uh, you know, of course, I remember when I bought my first home, you know, 40 years ago. I mean, I was scared to death. <laughs> I'm thinking like, I've never been in debt this much in my entire life, taking on a mortgage and all that sort of stuff. So so what are those types of conversations that you have with a new home buyer? So a lot of conversations like, you know, first we have to get the negativity out of it, right? We can't think negatively about the situation because I believe you are what you think. So if you If you think you won't be able to get a house, then you probably won't. But if you think that you will, you most likely will. Um, It's all about choices and, you know, how you address. There may be issues, but what type of mindset are you going to have? Are you going to overcome this? You know, if it's a credit issue, are you going to do the necessary things that it takes to get the credit? Because it's all about choices and mindset. So I usually have those conversations um, with my clients. No, you have to decide, are we doing this or are we not? And if we are, then you're going to have to keep a positive mindset right. that you're able to do this. Right. Well, th- you know, that's interesting because I pulled a quote off your Instagram page that I really liked. And it's by, uh, is it Brianna Weist? Brianna Weist, yes. Yeah, Brianna Weist. And I just like to read it for our listeners because I, I, I think this really kind of sums up a lot of your attitudes what you shared to us today says, but, but the, the quote goes, says, your new life is going to cost you your old one. It's going to cost you your comfort zone and your sense of direction. It's going to cost you relationships and friends. It's going to cost you being liked and understood. It doesn't matter. The people who are meant for you are going to meet you on the other side. You're going to build a new comfort zone around the things that actually move you forward instead of being liked. You're going to be loved instead of being understood. You're going to be seen. All you're going to lose is what was built for a person you no longer are. I thought that that really struck me as a, as you say, a mindset quote where you're trying to make a transition in life, but there's, there are things that you're going to have to give up. Why did that quote strike you as something you wanted to post on your Instagram page? Because that's who I am. That's, that's, that's is the epitome of where I just come from in my makeup of what just, you know, transpired in my own life. Um, I, I've 
lived here my whole life. So some there's friends that I've had to, you know, um, let go. There's certain business opportunities that I've had to cut away from. There are certain opportunities that I've had to say no to where otherwise, um, I always call myself, uh, I, I was very much a yes person. Like, yes, people pleaser, um, just wanting to do things because I like people and I don't want to see people sad. I don't want to see people heart heartbroken. So I'm always trying to do things to appease others. But it was at the expense of myself. And I found out that when you do that, you're no good to anyone. Right. You don't your your cup is empty. You can't fill anyone's cup. And so um, I came when I got into real estate, I decided that was going to be a life changer for me. And I was going to do whatever it takes to position myself and my family in a way that I can be helpful to others. Another quote that I like is the only way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. And so um, I just started doing having a mindset of doing the things that I needed to do in order to better position. Cause I wasn't helping anybody by just saying yes. Right. So I really step back, you know, close a couple businesses down that I had and really just say, you know, I'm going to go all in for real estate for myself and to help others. And when I did that, um, a lot of things fell off and I lost a lot of things and, um, but I'm better for it. And now I'm here and life is, you know, always an upward motion (laughs) battle, but things are good. And I'm glad that I was able to take that quote and apply it to my own life. You know, I, you just said so much right there, which is so true with anybody who's an entrepreneur and really as a realtor, you're obviously an entrepreneur because you have to go out and get your own inventory and you get your own listings and clients and all that good stuff. But dilution is a really big problem in today's world because it, I don't think the problem is lack of opportunity. It's just really a lack of focus. Yes. And I, I think you're absolutely true. Um, I have struggled with that off and on for years because, you know, you're a smart, smart young woman and you're onward and upward to build a life for yourself and you have a lot of different interests, but it is really, really, it, it becomes us to, to really eliminate a lot of those things which are just not going to take us where we want to go. And I think that that is uh, exactly what you just shared. Right. Yep. I had um, Merrick Damon, which was also a mentor here at um, Living Vogue when they first opened. And he is just, that was his whole philosophy is onward and upward. If it's not helping you, it's hurting you. Offload that wagon and keep moving up the hill so those are, those are, you have to do it. You have to do it and get focused and find out, you know, create a plan, find out where, where you are, where you want to be, who you want to be. And once you decide and make that mindset shift, you'll see no matter where you are in life, it will open doors for you um, to do, take next steps. And I think it, I think it is incumbent to say, you know, finding a mentor, what you mentioned earlier in the conversation, helps you do that. Because unless you have strong parental guidance or, you know, whether a father or mother figure or whatnot, it can be difficult to say, you know, where is my place in the world? And uh, you kind of hit a little nerve with me because now in my sixth decade, I can tell you there were long periods of time where you kind of struggle with that. And, uh, but I, I just love this, uh, this quote, this quote by Brianna Weist, excuse me, Brianna Weist. Um, and just for our listeners, 
Uh, it comes from the book, The Mountain Is You, Transforming Self-Sabotage into Self-Mastery. And I think you're well on your way to doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Every day, one brick a day. But I also, I also want to share with our listeners, you're actually a published author. You wrote a book called Lena Dana is Afraid to Move. You published it in 2022. It's a children's book. Talk about the book and where the idea came from. So, yes, I did publish that book. And that idea came from real estate. You know, at the beginning of this interview, I was telling like, I, how do you be successful? How do you stand out amongst 8,000 realtors? Well, how do you stand out? You have to create a lane. You have to be creative and, you know, um, do things that aren't being done, listening to your clients and finding small opportunities. Um, 90% of real estate is listening. And, you know, I... I heard my kids when we were moving. I heard the complaints or, you know, uh, grudges that my clients had as it relates to, you know, kids and bringing them on the move. And really, I just wanted something where children could feel a part of the transaction where, you know, um, I've had clients that are moving from California and they're like, oh, you know, we're coming down. Kids are really nervous about school. And so I wanted to be able to create something to for parents to have a conversation around. So this book is kind of silly, but it's also very real. And it talks about how children see the moving process and what they think. And I think um, a book helps open those conversations and creates a segue that makes it easier for parents to talk about this transition and also makes kids feel a part of the real estate transaction. So it's something that I bring on showings with my clients that have children and I hand them the book and now the kid feels excited. They can read this book. It helps them explain in a child childish way um, the moving process and may kind of put down some of those fears that they have about moving. Um, so that was my idea behind that, to just make children a part of the move and um, simmer their anxiety. Well, I think it's an absolutely brilliant move on your part for young families and also for first-time home buyers, uh, because children can be forgotten in that process and uh, I, but I just, I just think it's 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 a, a brilliant move on your part. Now, did your have your kids ever gone through the same thing? Your children? Yeah, um, we bought our house about two years ago, and my youngest daughter, um, she was like, "Am I going to have to move schools? What about my teacher? Uh, what if I can't make any friends in the neighborhood? What if you know, just all the what ifs that a child could think about." And, you know, I just had to explain some of the things in the book, like it's okay, change is good. People, every day of your life, you're going to make a change. And um, sometimes change can be good. Just again, mindset, how you look at things. And um, so this book, my daughter actually helped me with some of the questions were actual questions that my daughter asked um, when she moved. And one of them being was, am I going to make any new friends? Yep. Yep. Well, I, you and I were chatting before we hit record, and I'd come across this statistic a long time ago, which was the three biggest fears that most people have is the fear of dying, the fear of public speaking, and then number three is moving. And so that's from adults. So you can only imagine what children go through. Right, right. They, it's a whole new world for them. It sure is. It sure is. I, I can remember when I was a kid, I moved a couple of times. And I can't remember whether I was upset or what, but uh, I think it's, I think that's a really, really cool book. And again, that's Lena Dana is Afraid to Move 2022. And you are the author, the writer. 
great idea to write this book. Well, tell us, where do you want to take your business? You know, I'm, I'm, I, I'm religious, so I love God. And my prayer has just been, you know, God, send me the clients that you have for me. And as long as I'm doing ministry, I'll go wherever that leads me to be. So I don't, you know, we all want to be the billboard realtor, or you know, get the billion dollars. And my goal is to just serve effectively. And if that brings you to monetary success, then so be it. Um, but I'm just here to serve, make a difference in real estate, make a difference in the city that I love and um, help people obtain this wonderful American dream of home ownership, no matter what the level. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. And I think that's a good place to let you go and get back to work and start selling houses. How about that? That sounds good. Thank you so much, Bob. <laughs> well, well, listen, actually, before I let you go, people can uh, reach out to Alana at livingvogue.com or is there another place they can reach you? Um, www.alainanicholas.com uh, has all my phone number, all my information and emails there. So alainanicholas.com. All right, Elena. Well, listen, it's been a pleasure to have you on the Sarasota Stories podcast. Wish you all the success in the world. Always appreciate our listeners. And as I always say, onward and upward. Hello, dear listeners. This is Bob again. Thank you so much for stopping by. I sure hope you enjoy listening to our interviews as much as we do providing them. If so, would you do me a little favor? Go to sarasotastories.co and enter in your email. That way you'll get notifications of all upcoming episodes. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And remember, no matter where you go, to listen, learn, and connect. <music>